0: Welcome to Zichud Avsi. My name is Avraham and today we're the end of the fourth parak Hamevi, and the beginning of the fifth parak Mashiling. So the three topics we're going to focus on them. One, the Gemara presents a statement which contradicts the ruling of Rav Nachman that Shabbos is kovegla and even produce that has not had its kamar melach that has not been completely processed. When Ravin came from Eretz Israel to Babel, he said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, echad Shabbos, echad Truma, echad Chatsav, echad Mekoch, Whether it's the Shabbos or Truma or Chatsav or a purchase. Kulan, enkobin, el Nigmor, All of them established a chiyu for maestros only for something whose processing has been completed. The Gemara demonstrates that each of the four rulings are subject to a dispute, necessitating Rabbi Yochanan to rule in each case. It was necessary to rule regarding Shabbos to reject the opinion of Hillel, for it was taught in Abraisa, if someone gathered fruits for the purpose of transporting them from one place to another to spread them to dry, the Kiddush Aleh and the day became sanctified. When Shabbos began, Rabbi Yehuda says that Hila la'atzma'oser, Hila alone, prohibits these fruits on Shabbos. Rashi explains that from Yehuda's language, it's implied that the majority ruled that the fruits were permitted since they were not fully processed. Pointing to the opening mission, of the fifth parakel states, We may lower produce through a skylight on Yanta banana on Shabbos. Rashi explains that if one had spread out wheat and barley on his roof to dry and fears that oncoming rains will ruin them, he may throw them through a skylight on Yantiv into the house since it's not considered tirchi excessive exertion. However, one cannot live produce to pass it through a window since this does involve excessive exertion. A point number three, the Gemara asks how much produce may be lowered through the skylight. And Rabbi Zer said, in the name of Rabbi Asi, and some say it was Rabbi Asi, said in Rabbi Yochanan, the amount is equivalent to what we learned in the Mishnah and Midrash. We may clear away four or five boxes of straw or of produce because of guests or because of limiting seating in the base of Midrash. Our Mishnah, too, would allow moving four or five boxes. The Gemara gives three reasons why this amount would not necessarily apply to our Mishnah. Number one, perhaps here, since there's no base of Midrash, we cannot be so lenient. Number two, since people are mocking of Shabbos, they will not become lax in observance if they're permitted to move four or five boxes. But regarding Yantav, whose laws are lenient and therefore people may become lax in this observance, perhaps we should not allow the boxes to be lowered through the skylight. And number three, alternatively, perhaps the reason... The Mishnah only permits moving four or five boxes on Shabbos, is that there's no hefzid mamun, there's no loss of money. But here, where there is a financial loss, if the boxes are left on the roof, perhaps he can move even more. So once again, the three points are number one. The G'more presents a statement which contradicts the ruling of Rav Nachman, that Shabbos is Kobela amaisus for even produce that has not had its gemara melach, that has not been completely processed. When Ravin came from Eretz Israel to Babel, he said in the name of Yohanan, Echot Shabbos, ve-echot trum, ve-echot chatzor, ve-echot whether it's the Shabbos or Truma or Chatz or a purchase. Kulan, Enkovin, El-Bedavish and Digmar Malakna, all of them established a chiyu from Meiseris only for something whose processing has been completed. Digmar demonstrates that each of the four rulings are subject to a dispute necessitating Rabbi Yochanan to rule in each case. It was necessary to rule regarding Shabbos to reject the opinion of Hillel for it was hot in Arisa, if someone gathered fruits for the purpose of transporting them from one place to another, to spread them to dry, and the day became sanctified when Shabbos began. Rabbi Yehuda says that Hillel alone prohibits these fruits on Shabbos. Rashi explains that from Rabbi Yehuda's language, it's implied that the majority ruled that the fruits permitted since they were not fully processed. Point number two, the opening mission of the fifth parakel states, We may lower produce through a skylight on Yant but not on Shabbos. Rashi explains that if one had spread out wheat and barley on his roof to dry, and fears that oncoming rains will ruin them, he may throw them through a skylight and Yantiv into the house, since it's not considered Tirchi excessive exertion. However, one cannot let produce to pass it through a window, since this does involve Tirchi excessive exertion. And pointing me through the grass, how much produce may be lowered through the skylight? And Rabbi Zera said in the name of Rabbi Asi, and some say it was Rabbi Asi said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, the amount is equivalent to what we learned in the Mishnah in Shabbos. We may clear away four or five boxes of straw or of produce because of guests or because of limiting seating in the base of Midrash. Our Mishnah, too, therefore, would allow moving four or five boxes. The Quran gives three reasons why this amount would not necessarily apply to our Mishnah. Number one, perhaps here, since there's no bithl on midrash we cannot be so lenient. Point number two, perhaps since people are mahmir with Shabbos, they will not become lax in his observance if they're permitted to move four or five boxes. But regarding Yantiv, whose laws are lenient and therefore people may become lax in observance, perhaps we should not allow the boxes to be lowered to the skylight. And number three, alternatively, perhaps the reason the Mishnah only permits moving four or five boxes on Shabbos is that there's no hepset mammon, there's no loss of money. But here, where there's a financial loss, if the boxes are left on the roof, perhaps he can move even more. All right, so now we go to Simverdaf Lemon Hay, and our standard simon is a children's choir singing La La La. So here goes. The children's choir who are singing their Kovela Maestros only after Gemar Malaka song as they helped lower wheat and barley through a skylight on Yantiv, because of pending rain, were told to lower no more than three boxes, because there was no B'Tol Midrash. Once again, it's a motion. That children's choir, children's choir, that must be run duff. Lamed hey, la, la, la. The Chodan's choir, who are singing their Kovei Lameisers, only after a Gemar Malachah song, which reminds us that presents a statement which contradicts the ruling of Rav Nachman, that Shabbos is Kovei Lameisers for even produce that has not been completely processed. When Ravin came from Eretz World well to Bubble, he said in the name of Yochanan, Echad Shabbos, Echad Trum, V'Echad Whether it's Shabbos, or Trum, or Chatz, or Purchase, en and Kopin Elbedvar, shenigmar Malachtan. All of them established a for Meisers, only for something whose processing has been completed. The Gemar demonstrates that each of the four rulings are subject to a dispute, necessitating Rabbi Yochanan to rule in each case. So the children's choir were singing their la Lameisris only after Gemar Melacha's song, as they helped lower wheat and barley through a skyline on Yantiv because of pending rain. Which reminds us, the opening mission of the 5th parakel states, Harub, We may lower produce through a skyline on Yantiv, but not on Shabbos. Rashi explains that if one had spread out wheat and barley and his roof to dry and fears that oncoming rains will ruin them, he may throw them through a skylight and in Yantiv into the house, since it's not considered Tirkhay excessive exertion. However, one cannot lift produce to pass it through a window, since this does involve Tirkhay So the Chon Squire, are singing their Kovela La only after Gemar Melacha song, as they helped lower wheat and barley through a skylight on Yantiv because of pending rain, were told to lower no more than three boxes because there was no. Which reminds the Gemara how much produce may be lowered through the skylight. And the answer is given that it's the amount equivalent to what we learned in the Mishnah and Shabbos. We may clear away four or five boxes of straw produce because of gas or because of limiting seating in the base of Midrash. Our Mishnah too would allow moving four or five boxes. The Gemara gives three reasons why this amount would not necessarily apply. To our Mishnah. So once again, the children's choir who was singing their Kovela only after Gemar Melacha song, as they helped lower wheat and barley through a skylight on Yantav because of pending rain, were told to lower no more than three boxes because there was no Bital Beza Midrash. Alright, now it's time for Four blah Bach Daf Lamedolf said so the similar Daf is the law, we use a judge. So here goes. The retired judge, judge. That must be more Daf the law. The retired judge who grew frustrated when the wind blew his pile of leaves into his vase on Yantiv, which reminds us, we may bring wood from a field from that which has been gathered into a pile before Yantiv, uminakarpaf, a field, mina mafuza, and from an enclosure one may use even from what is scattered. Ravis said when it comes to leaves of reeds or leaves of vines, even if they are gathered and lying on the ground before Yantiv, since they would scatter if a wind would blow, they're considered and they're considered scattered already and are prohibited. Or she explains that even if a wind doesn't scatter them, they are prohibited. Since the owner thought they would get scattered by the wind, he didn't plan on using them. Rabbi continues that one placed the clean on the leaves the day before Yantiv, so they would not blow away the leaves or not Muksa. So the retired judge who grew frustrated when the wind blew his pile of leaves into his face on Yantiv, just as he was about to chop wood with the narrow blade of his axe, which reminds us that the next mission taught that one may chop wood from a beam that broke before Yantiv. However, one may not chop using a cardam, an axe, or a sickle, or a saw, but only with a butcher's cleaver. Ravachin and Abba said in the name of Rob, in regard to the cardam, the axe, the prohibition was taught only by using the wide edge of the axe blade, but using its narrow edges permitted. One might might have thought the mission is lenient, applies only to a butcher's cleaver that has no wide blade. But in the case of a single tool which has both an axe blade and a cleaver blade, I would say that since the side with the wide blade is prohibited, the other side with the narrow blade is also prohibited. Ravkina is coming to inform us that the narrow side of the tool is permitted. So the retired judge who grew frustrated when the wind blew his pile of leaves into his face on Yantiv, just as he was about to chop wood with the narrow blade of his axe, decide to breach the wall made from a pile of bricks and snack on his sealed off produce. Which reminds us the next mission states by Shu Mali Perus beneficus of a room filled with produce was sealed before Yantav, but on Yantav it became breach, Nota makam Pras, one may take produce from the place of the beach, but Rimir says a will one may even breach the wall initially and take the produce. Remn the said in the name of Rav that the mission refers to a room whose wall consists of a pile of bricks, while explains that the bricks were stacked but not cemented together. Ravimir permits the demolition of such a wall, even though these bricks are muksa, as they were set aside for construction, Ravimir permits moving the muksa bricks because it's being done for the purpose of Simchasyantav. Duff Lamed Bass, or the similar Lamed Bass is a mad scientist in a lab. So here goes. The mad scientist in a lab, mad scientist in a lab, that must be run Duff Lamed Bass. The mad scientist in the lab trying to haul out tiny clay lamps to hold small coins, which reminds us, the Rav Yosef said that the telling in the mission that says that we may not haul out a lamp because one thereby makes it into a clay, is Mer, who holds that the clay hairs can be makalatuma once it has been hollowed out, even though it has not been hardened in a kiln. When asked that perhaps Mer said that the clay hairs that has not been hardened in a kiln is considered completed only with regard to a large utensil because it is suitable to hold something, but here, in the case of a small lamp, what is it suitable for? the answered that even a small lamp is suitable for a Coin. So the mad scientist in a lab trying to hollow out tiny clay lamps to hold small coins refused to let a poor man at his door sell them and share in the profit, which reminds us the Rav Nassim Bar-Abbas said in the name of Rav that the wealthy of Babel will descend to Gehenna as can be shown by the incident where the wealthy of Babel refused to help Shabzai Ben-Marinus by giving him work or Sassanus. Shabzai said that they were from the heir of Rav. And we learned Avramavinu. Any Jew who is compassion with people is certainly a descendant of Avram Avinu. And anyone who is not compassion with people is certainly not a descendant of Avraham Avinu. So the mad scientist in a lab trying to haul out tiny clay lamps to hold small coins refused to let a poor man at his door sell them and share in the profit because his domineering wife wouldn't let him. Which reminds us, it was taught in a bris that Gimel There are three types of people whose lives are not lives, and they are Hamatzapo Ashulchan Chaver. One must look to another's table for sustenance. Misha Ishto a love, and one whose wife rules over him. Misha motion the Gufa, And one whose body is racked with pain, and some add also someone only has one shirt, which will result in his becoming infected with lice. The grass asked why the Tana didn't include in his list someone only has one shirt, and the for it's possible for him to check his clothing and remove the lice from them. Daf, Gimel. So the similar Ramad Gimel is a peg-leg pirate. So here goes. The peg-leg pirate. Peg-leg pirate? That must be more on Lamed Gimel. The peg pirate who loved using his pointed branch as a spit, which reminds us, regarding a chizre, using a pointed branch as a spit, Rav Nahum prohibits it, but Rav Sheshit permits it. The Gimur presents two different versions of the Malchokas, whether they're arguing over using dry wood or moist wood. So the peg-leg pirate who loved using his pointed branch as a spit while chewing on toothpicks he made by trimming hay, which reminds the G'more examines whether wood may be splintered to slivers on yanta for one to pick his teeth. Yudas said, ein behen mishum kli. items which are suitable for foods of an animal. The prohibition of perfecting a cleave doesn't apply to them. Rashi brings the examples of trimming hay or leaves of reeds on Shabbos to use as a toothpick. The run explains that these materials are soft enough for an animal to eat and anything made from them would not be a lasting item. Therefore, the prohibition of perfecting a cleave from them has not been violated. So the peg leg pirate who loved using his pointed branch as a spit while chewing on toothpicks he made by trimming hay watches men collect piles of wood in the concert to be used immediately for kindling a fire. Which reminds us it was taught in the Bryce in the Gabe Minochhatsu one may gather hay or slivers of wood from the Khatzer to kindle a fire. because everything in the Chhatzer is considered prepared and not muksa, Ubilvad provided he doesn't make piles of hay and wood. Rubbishman permits making piles. The Tanakama holds it, it's prohibited to make piles, because it looks as if he's gathering hay and wood for the next day and for the day after that. What Rabbi Shimon holds is permitted to make piles because this pot proves his intention. Since he's collecting hay and wood for use as firewood, and people see that he's ready to cook, they'll realize he's collecting these piles for immediate use. Doth Lamedol, so the Simadoth Lamedol is a ladder. So here goes. The trod on a little bird fluttering at the bottom of the ladder. Ladder? That must be we're on The trod on a little bird fluttering at the bottom of the ladder was going to be Shaktan on which reminds us, Rabbi, you're being asked for a what is the halach with regard to Shachting a trod-on bird on Yantav after it lived 24 hours? Do we assume that a problem exists at a concern of violating yantiv or not? rush explains that since shechiting a treifa animal is awesome with the rice in Yantav, and in this case, there is a greater chance that the bird is a Trefa, do we prohibit the shechit? Is there an attempt to answer the question based on our mission that prohibits heating new towels to roast on them because they might crack? Similarly, shechit should be prohibited because the bird could be a treifa. Rabbi Yermi rejected his proof, saying that heating the new towels on Yontav is prohibited because it's necessary to harden them. So the trod on a little bird fluttering at the bottom of the ladder was going to be checked an yantiv by the man who climbed up to his roof every Shabbos during Shviz to designate some drying grapes on the roof for eating, which reminds us in the next mission Rabbi Lezer said, A person may stand next to foodstuffs that are muksa on Friday during the Shviz year and declare Mikan ani From here, I'll eat tomorrow. The term muks refers to figs and grapes that were set in the sun to dry. Rebelezer only requires an oral designation to remove the muks' status, and one does not have to decide specifically which produce will be eaten since he relies on the principle of Brera. The Chamin disagree and say that he must mark off the portion to eat and declare, Mikan I'll eat tomorrow from here to here. She explains that the Chamin reject the principle of Brera. So the trot on a little bird fluttering at the bottom of the ladder was going to be shakted on Yantiv by the man who climbed up to his roof air Shabbos during Shavis to death. Some drying grapes on the roof for eating. Who had a teaching in his hand that Shabbos is Kobela meisras, whether there is gemar molacha or not. Which reminds us, Rava asked Rav Nachman, Shabbos maus shetik v'mukzelamaiser. Does Shabbos establish an obligation for mukzel products, which is produce that has not been completely processed to be tithed? Do we say that since the pasuk states, Karasu Shabbos oneg," you shall proclaim the Shabbos a pleasure? nigmar the Shabbos establishes an obligation even for pros that has not had its kmar molacha or not. Rav Nachman answered limud it is a fully developed teaching in our hands that the Shabbos establishes a Chiv to take meisus whether the processing was completed or not. The Gemara will challenge Rav Nachman's position. All right, that concludes today's year This is Rabbi Avram Gold from A great day and great learning.